Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. Well hey everyone, um, Andy and Dave here from Evertrek HQ with the, uh, the last Tuesday tune-in of uh, what's been a, a pretty crazy 2020. Um, yeah, it was uh, today. Was we were going to do something different, but we were like, "Look, it's been a it's a crazy year. We're going to do, you know, a bit of everything." Really, uh, we've had a few questions come in, so we'll we'll take on them. And we know that heaps of questions drop in as as always. Um, if you do drop in, um, do mention, uh, do say hello, uh, do give us a little thumbs up just to mention that you're here. I can already see a few people coming in. Dave, Mark, yeah, loads, Lord yeah. James, Jishu, Paul, Joel, Julie, Paul again. Uh, yeah, Chris, Alan, Dave, Carl, great um Yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, and uh, Mikiko as well, and Jim again. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you all. Mikiko, is that, uh, I think that's, is that Ali San Fran friend? I might have got that wrong. Uh, I believe, yeah, Mikiko's from the, the US, yeah. He's uh, from the, over, the, over the water, over the pond. Um, yeah. Yeah, one of our US customers. So, yeah, welcome. Um, great to see people tuning in from all over. But, Dave, 2020, it's been a... Uh, been a little bit interesting isn't it oh yeah it's been so much fun you know like um yeah all, all of my plans every single one of them <laughs> like were, were, were undone but um nevertheless we've had an awesome uh yeah. I, I think one of the good things to come out of it is this here format um this is our what 40th uh tuesday tune-in yeah, a 40th today, uh, which is absolutely crazy, really, thinking we there's 40. I mean, it's been 36 weeks. But we've done a couple in one week. So, yeah, this is number four zero. So, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And, and and like you said, Dave, one of the big positive things this year, you know, um, and, and as always, we, we always like to come from it from the positive angle. We realise that this year not always been positive stuff uh, because of, you know, the good old um, our good friend, CV19. Um, but yeah, when we started, you know, it's pushed us into doing more virtual stuff, which is why we've done more of these lives. And we hope that, you know, everyone that's tuned in here, um, everyone that's joined us before, um, you know, that it's been useful. And we're certainly going to continue yeah. uh, in 2021, you know. Exactly. Yeah, this is great. I love it. So, yeah, Makiko, San Francisco. Oh, we've got Shona as well. Shona's on. Hey, Shona's on. Um, yeah, as a, yeah, my, my good friend Shona. Never, ne- you know, Shona, Shona, Shona. We'll never forget your name, Shona. Um, now, now we know, you know how to say it correctly. Um, but yeah, uh, it's finally good to uh, to get your name right uh, after all this time. <laughs> you know, we you've kind of been an Evertracker for like what was it, like two years? I know. Uh, I can't believe <laughs> after all of this, I, you, know, you 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 let it hang. Was it one of those things, you know, where it's like you let it go once and then and then it was too long, <laughs> and then you finally yeah. decided I've got an opening last week to correct it. Um, she did. Well, with all the there was there was a bunch of names coming in, and we were like, okay, right, that's that's how you say that one, and, and you know, uh, we were definitely a corrections day. Yeah, exactly. So, um, oh, Cital, will we be doing these tune-ins in the new year? Well, of course, absolutely. We this is now a permanent feature of uh, of everyday life. So it doesn't yeah. matter where we are in the world. Every Tuesday at twelve thirty GMT, uh, we will be going live. Yeah, um, no, yeah, we will. We love this. We love this. It's great. Well, we realised, um, you know, we, we had a look at some of the numbers and we've had over, which, which was pretty, you know, for us, we were thinking, OK, we'll have a look at the numbers. But we've had over 150,000 people join in uh, over the last 36 weeks, uh, which is, you know, which is amazing, really. And we, we hope that, you know, every one of you sees some value. Uh, hey, Brian, I just saw your comment coming in. Um, yeah, I mean, it's obviously great to see some of the regulars, but we do get some new people jumping in and people who sort of only see Evertrek now and they, they you know, go, wow, you know, OK, I'll, I'll my question in and you know uh people who book it in uh you know because we've started doing this back in i think it was april you know in december now and you know we've we've had people book in to say killy and other trips and join the community and it's um you know it's great to see all those questions come in yeah. we try and we try and change it up a little bit clearly there's things that we, we we like like dave i know you you love chatting about equipment you know we always like trying the fitness side of it we try and make it a little bit you know interactive and um, next year we got a couple of things. I think um, someone asked. I think it was you, Julie. Um, hey, Julie. Uh, Dallo, thanks for for joining us about the altitude centre. Yeah, we we were planning to do it in December actually, but with all the um, different tiers, 
um, you know, more tears than weddings at the moment, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, we're kind of definitely having to, uh, you know, be flexible with that. And in terms of going to London, it, it wasn't really possible for us from Wales. Yeah. Uh, although we would have loved to have gone. We did have one of our customers, I think, um, Mr. Meacher, if you're on, I did see your name earlier. Um, he had the pleasure of going to Altitude Center, I believe it was last week. Yep. Um, and it was typical as well because uh, he had um, one of our T-shirts arrive the day after he went. And we were like, oh, you know, typical. But um, yeah, Paul, put some comments of how it went, mate. Um, you know, tell everyone how it went with the Altitude Center. I, I had an email from Sam, um, who runs the Altitude Center this morning, actually. And he said, you were, you were great. I think you had your, your PT with you. Um, and he said, you're super fit, mate. So you've got no problems. Just he, he, he did say, slow down. <laughs> because uh yeah as always you know the uh was it was he like to say dave the uh the turtle always goes uh further altitude than the hare right uh well it, it was when i was in uh when I, I think my first time in nepal and the guide uh right. told me that um the turtle is faster than the rabbit um so, yeah, that, that, place, so that has replaced here in my uh lexicon now you know so um <laughs> that's it yeah the turtle is faster <laughs> than the rabbit always but um, yeah, no, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think we're very lucky. Lucky we we went out to uh, what was it? I think my probably my highlight of the year. Literally, well, I, I have to choose Kilimanjaro in February, yeah. which was the last normal thing I did. Weirdly, you know. So after that, yeah. it was all just we we came back into COVID, and um, but you know that that was uh, the, the the only altitude that we've actually got this year was uh, was going up to. I say the only altitude is nearly six thousand meters, so it's a bit of a beast. And um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll never forget summit day on Kilimanjaro. That's one hell of a one hell of a twenty-four. I say twenty-four hours. I was awake for way more than that, but you know, that was. And, uh, just while we're on, um, I just saw Jerome's comment there. As an early Christmas present, can either of the Yetis pronounce my name with a French accent? Um, he's half French on his mother's side. Um, Dave, you any good at French accents? Uh, what, Jerome? I don't know. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. Yeah. Jerome Ito, is, is that is that is that good for you, Jerome? I, I, um, I, I just want to say that was not French, mate. <laughs> that, that was not. I don't know what that was. Half Australian. Uh, you know, everything comes out Australian with me sometimes. So um, yeah, <laughs> apologies on that one, Jerome. But uh, I gave him my best, mate. Uh, with yeah. my accent, you know, it's, we're trying. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. So and let's. Uh, yeah, because yeah, this one yeah. we're sort of like, we're going to just do like a bit of a roundup of the year. Yeah. Um, it's open to you guys as well. So any questions you want to ask about any subject in the world, then you can fire it over and we'll get through as many of them as we can. Um, yeah. yeah, but Andy, what's been your highlight of the year so far, do you reckon? Um, yeah, I mean, Killy was cool. I mean, I, I also went to Morocco in February. Although this, this year has been nuts, I kind of had it early on. I was quite lucky. But I think ultimately highlights of, of, of the Tuesday tune-in uh, if we're focusing on that as well is it was great to um, I think we had 27,000 people on one live which was pretty nuts um, you know we were uh, obviously it was all around Kilimanjaro that was one of the highlights I think having the guys here from Brecker Mountain Rescue and them talking about what they do was really good um, yeah. one of my highlights I think it's always been was it there, there was one uh, the good the bag and the ugly I remember doing that one uh, we talked about bags uh your yeah. complete load of kit yeah complete load of kit yeah that was mine i yeah. remember that live um i the i i do blame you dave for i think uh down jackets going out of stock around the uk because um you know amount of times you mentioned down jackets i think uh yeah you've, you've done well there yeah honestly <laughs> i'm this close to like emailing sort of mountain equipment rab and stuff like that and saying yeah. you know maybe a little bit of commission lads you know maybe a discount code or something you know um but no it's been amazing i think all the kit questions has been has been super fun because it's my it's my yeah. most favorite part of any trip you know i always like to try and buy something new on every trip that i go even though i don't need anything anymore <laughs> you yeah. know but um it is my favorite bit and i've seen a couple of people saying you know they're getting all their kit ready for next year that's me you know i start packing my bag like 12 months in advance yeah. and um yeah absolutely love it um i'm a bit gutted we didn't get to do any training weekends um you know that yeah. we wanted yeah. to do um you know we really had some good plans for those and uh, but you know hopefully next year we're gonna get some um get some out there and get some of you guys on the training weekend because that's a, that's awesome that's another time i get to pack for base camp because every training weekend we do i don't just yeah. throw my boots and my bag i have to pack for base camp don't i and then i dump my bag in the middle of the room and i'm like right have at it <laughs> you know have a look 
Yeah, and, um, that's what. No, we're you're doing. right. You're right with the training weekends. It's been it's been something that we've missed this year because you know the last three three and a half four years we we've been running them and it's always great to meet people and you know this is what this is why um, virtually uh, I feel like it's nice to connect with all of our avid trackers, especially starting the Tuesday tune in. Um, you know, which has, has has been really great from us from our perspective. You know, connecting with everyone here because the only other time we get to do it because we're obviously running the business is on the training weekends. Or a, you know, a, 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 like a travel show, like the one we do in London, which was yeah. you know is cancelled for for next year. But yeah, um, it's it's certainly um, uh, been great from that point of view. Uh, you know, connecting with you guys. But yeah, um, you know, we, we hope as well that you've, you've you've had some value from it. Um, some of the things we've talked about, we've talked loads of different subjects. We hope that it was kind of well rounded enough. We, you know, we we know there's stuff we want to talk about more, and as we as we do more, well, different types of trips. You know, we we started clearly with, with Nepal and Everest Base Camp, and, and we've kind of evolved a bit now um, in terms of where we operate. Um, you know, and it's it's something that we we always want to provide more value of uh, going forward. So you know, we're always keen to make it fun as well um, for next year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dave, we we'll crack on with the. We had some questions by email first. I think we always like to start with those because um, they come in, uh, and I know Lauren has dropped them in our little WhatsApp group here. So first one. Yeah, uh, it's from Sophie. Uh, Sophie Arthur. Hey, Sophie. Um, hey, Andy and Dave. Do people wash any clothes? I, I thought she was going to say, do people wash on the track? Um, which is definitely a no. <laughs> no, there's, there's some showers. Uh, do people wash any clothes whilst on the EBC track, or do people just wear the same ones for the whole trip? Dave, um, I don't wash any of my clothes for the yeah. for the whole trip. And I think the the vast majority, like 99% of people don't bother because there's no, they're only going to be clean for about the first 10 minutes, you know, and then you're going to be hiking in them. And I think with the development of stuff like Merino wool, um, so all of my socks and boxes and stuff that I, I want my wear now, and even my base layers tend to be Merino wool. So they move yeah. all the sweat off their, um, what do they call it now? Antimicrobial or something like that. So they don't yeah. smell, they last a lot longer. So, you know, one wear what it used to be one wear and then they were kind of cooked is like now you can get like three or four days out of them um yeah. also you know it's just the added faff of you know it's probably quite easy to do on the first few days but that's that's when you need it the least um so actually later on having to wash and everything i have seen people i went trekking with billy my first ever trip i did to have his base camp a friend of mine billy came and um, he was washing his pants and his socks and then using his rucksack as like a human really uh, washing line to dry them um which made for some weird looks, to be honest, as he was, uh, you know, trying to take a cool picture in front of Everest with his pants blowing in the wind like some sort of weird Superman cape. Uh, yeah. Personally, I think um, don't bother with it. There's no need. Um, what you can do is, um, and it was actually Mick, the, when I met Mick, um, Mick Hamilton, who's on here now, I believe, going to Island Peak uh, next year, showed me this um, tube of spray, something fresh or too fresh or something they sell it on amazon nick mick if you can tell us what it is that'd be awesome and actually i buy it every time and if you want to you just spray your clothes with it leave them hanging up and then the next day they yeah. smell clean and lovely and you know they're a lot cleaner than when you started so if you need anything get a spray like that i wouldn't be too yeah. on washing anything and the same goes for yourself if you want to great if you can't be bothered great um you know disposable um biodegradable wet wipes are, are pretty much all i use now on any trip um, you you yeah, know, nice. I was probably in Namshi on the way down. I grab a shower and in Lukla and stuff like that. The rest of the time, I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good point, Dave. I think um, you do see people with you know carrying their um, you know they wash their clothes and stuff. And some people do do it, you know, because it's it's kind of it's nice to have some fresh clothes. But on the on the, in the Everest region or in the pool, yeah, it's very difficult to keep it from um, you know to keep it if if it's wet, it's very difficult to get it dry. Yeah. Even though so much sun for some reason it just doesn't just doesn't work but yeah we've and, and as dave said with showers you know there it depends on the weather but because they are few and far between but namche is kind of the place really we can have a shower yeah you know bat, battle on to, to base camp and back or to island peak or back you know the high passes and then, then look forward then to when you uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> i just saw uh bry here we are dry wash spray there we go uh, day to dry day too dry that's it yeah day to dry, day too dry. 
uh, yeah, Mick showed it to me, um, yeah, on the training weekend, first time yeah. when I met Mick, and um, ever since then I've used it. I actually took it to Kathmandu and sprayed loads of my clothes in the hotel as well. It's, it's brilliant. It smells great as well. Nice. Okay. I'll have to test that out. Um, next track, I am testing that out, Mick. So I yeah. will. I will get some definitely um, to trial it. Right. Next question. Um, we had Julie. Uh, how likely is it EBC trips will go ahead next spring in a COVID safe way? Yeah, we've we've had numerous conversations the last couple of weeks, um, especially with um, Anoush, who's our uh, Nepal uh, sort of operations manager. I know he works really closely with Dave in terms of how we we operate our trips uh, and when. Um, again, it's it's still all good for the spring as it has been. Um, you know, we're still planning to go ahead, um, but we have to to sort of say as well, it, it has changed in the last week in terms of uh, the situation here in the UK, and I know that like especially here in Wales, it's getting a bit out of hand. I know that certain parts of England um, as well, and I think Scotland's pretty good at the moment. Um, and I know a lot of people here are from all over, so it's not these places. But yeah, so we, we have to be cautious of that. Um, you know, we're, we're definitely trying to keep our finger on the pulse in terms of, okay, um, you know, will it be okay? And yeah, we're just the same. You know, we'll, we'll let you know as close as we can, um, yeah. you know, to your trip to say, okay, cool going to happen i mean we're we are really flexible we if we have one person on a trip it runs you know we're, we're we we have we have done that in the past and we know that a lot of you have, have pushed your trips have pushed your trips um you know but we do have our covid uh sort of promise if you like um that you know you can move your trips if the uncertainty is not kind of for you and you want to yeah. move it um you know that's where we're at and there's no charge for that at all we, we do it free um, and don't forget, you've got the lifetime deposits with us. Um, you know, we've got the flexibility around how you pay for our trips. So, we're, you know, we're trying to be as flexible as we can um, whilst remaining, uh, you know, a, a company in the business as well. You know, we, we obviously have a great relationship with you guys um, and we, we want to help you. You know, we're, we're trackers like you. We want to get back to these places. But, you know, there's, there's certain things in place at the moment that's making it difficult for everyone still, which is nuts. You know, we say we're on our 40th episode. We do. We didn't think it'd last this long. Um, and although we, we've, you know, it got to sort of, what was it? Like, um, I think it was like July and we were like, cool, okay. We came out of the first sort of lockdown and, you know, we were like, well, we're going to continue these anyway going forward. And then we've come back into lockdowns and out of lockdowns and back into lockdowns. And it's kind of been up and down like that. Um, you know, so yeah, it's, it's the same, uh, I'm afraid. That's kind of yeah. where we're at, Dave. Unless you've got anything else to add, mate. No, I don't think so. I mean, well, one thing I think is that... Um... Obviously, yeah. tre Trek's going ahead in the spring. Yeah. It's, it, it seems to me now that the, the biggest barrier is going to be, obviously, what the UK are doing and whether they allow us to travel and what their lockdowns yeah. mean and whether we're all doing it as one country or whether it's going to be sort of all separated again. So yeah. um, you guys know as much as we do on that front. Um, the only thing I would, I would add is that um, I myself am planning on going out there sort of in january or february if i can ahead of yeah. the season um to kind of like get a feel for everything and you know yeah. basically carry out you know risk assessments for covid and do all of that do all of that stuff so we can make sure that you know if we do go ahead that it's all going to be um you know in line with everything that we need to do to keep you guys safe yeah. and healthy and get the best trek you can and stuff like that so we are doing everything that we can to try and make it happen i i, I mean yeah. it has to happen i mean I desperately want to get out there now and do some trekking, you know, <laughs> like I, I, miss, I miss Nepal and I miss traveling quite badly at the moment. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, that's, that, 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 that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the mountains aren't going anywhere in over a week. So, you know, the trips will go ahead. Um, we just might have to just, you know, like I said, jump through some hoops and choose the right time to make it happen. Mm. Um, it's, it's light at the end of the tunnel now, isn't it? I think we can all sense that, you know, especially with the vaccine coming in, it's, that'll speed up the process of yeah. getting on with stuff, um, you know. But how quick that vaccine is brought in yeah. is, um, is 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 clearly again. It's you know that's that's a guessing game right now. But I I can see the light. You, you can almost feel the light at the end of the tunnel in terms of um, you know opening up travel again once uh, the vaccine's in place for the general uh, population or at least the the, the high risk. Uh, yeah, people. exactly. But yeah, um, you know, and it's a good question. I know it gets asked a lot. And it has done over the last nine months. Um, and, you know, we we obviously, we'd love to say, right, guys, 100%, we're going here. And then although our trips are going ahead, it's, you know, it, it's, it's not exactly been 100% all year. Yeah. Um, so we, you know, we have to remain a little bit flexible around that. And I know you're, you're all really excited to go like we are, um, you know, so just, you know, we'll obviously let you know 
any big updates, we'll we'll, we'll let you know. Awesome. Um, on that. Um, yeah, yeah. On. Jonathan has asked sleeping accommodation yeah. in the tree houses. Um, so I'm assuming he means on the EBC trip. Um, yeah. Are we in rooms or on the floor in a common room? Um, so no, you have your own room on a twin sharing basis. So two people per room. Um, yeah. You know, no, no sleeping on floors or anything like that. Um, that's on the EBC trip. Um, if you're going on Kilimanjaro, it's going to be tents. Um, again, yeah. two to a tent. Um, we are looking at potentially providing single tents. Yeah. Um, although it's going to be pretty difficult to, you know, we're going to have to be our own little bubble when we are traveling because, you know, when you're eating and trekking together, you're naturally going to be, you know, come into close contact. But yeah. just in terms of trying to limit that as much as possible, we might um, be introducing like single tents on our Kilimanjaro trip. Something that we're looking at and we're t I'm talking to the uh, the guys out in Tanzania about. Um, again, it's just, I mean, on, on its own, it might not have like a, a huge difference, but, you know, all these little tiny things that we can do. Um, yeah. to try and make the trip safer in the in the COVID era um, is going to be really helpful. So yeah, hopefully we're going to be able to do that. Um, nice, Dave. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, Lee Stevenson uh, has asked about. Sorry to ask this. Probably been answered many times. Um, but what is the procedure for travel bags? Uh, do we need to have a certain type? Uh, you know, duffel. I, you want to buy what you want. Does it get left at the hotel? Just around the procedure. So yeah, with um, well, in, in just uh, focus on the pool for sec um with regards to uh your, your bag you do get a duffel bag when you arrive which never track duffel bag um so you can bring whatever you want so if it was a suitcase or a backpack um you know any anything like that you could bring your own duffel bag um and then what you can do is then you can leave some stuff for the hotel in Kathmandu. um you know clean clothes anything any souvenirs you buy maybe stuff that you realize when you get there okay i don't really need that i'm going to leave that here and then the rest of it goes in the Evertrek duffel, and then that's what's carried by the porters when you uh, when you're on your trip. Um, so any trip in Nepal, that's how that works. Uh, with uh, Tanzania, um, yeah, very very similar. So you do leave a bag at the uh, at the hotel, um, and you can actually hire local bags there. So it's a little bit different because in Nepal, you know, we've obviously been doing that for a very long time now. We've got a lot of um, a, lo a lot of items there, which is why we have the bags and the t-shirts and things like that. Uh, but we do have a store at the hotel at very nominal cost to hire duffel bags um, and bits and pieces out there. So you can pretty much do the same. So you can leave your, your suitcase or your bag and then use like a, a local duffel bag. And that's the one that the porters carry on your Kilimanjaro trip. Very similar in, in uh, Morocco. Um, you know, so you can leave uh, again at the hotel because um, in especially if you're on the eight day Tupacal trip, um, you actually get two nights. Uh, in Marrakesh so you can again leave your bag there um, and then the same when it goes to um, in Machu Picchu uh, so basically when you're in Cusco you can leave at the hotel you can leave your bag at the hotel okay yeah. so very very similar although in the pool you know you do get your Evertrek duffel bag um, you know which which people tend to like and we'll, we'll try to roll that out on, on all of our trips but that's taking a little bit of time at the moment um, but yeah we'll, we'll update you uh, on that um, as well um, but yeah good question uh, next question, Dave. Um, so yeah, looking at through here, I think that's I think that's bulk of the email ones. Yes. Um, it's a quick question, Julie Dallow. I think we answered that one. Yes, we will be doing a live from the Altitude Center as soon as travel yes. is feasible. Uh, then we've got what was it Jerome asking about <laughs> French, and I think we failed miserably. Apologies uh, to the French <laughs> and uh, anyone listening. Um, <laughs> how much of the training weekends so the training weekends i think i think lauren put a um put a link to those in there so it depends on yes. which one you want to go on um and so if you go in on i, I believe it's 295 395 and 495 so a 295 is basically me and andy run those yes. um along with some of the other guys um and although they're we call them training weekends you know there's no technical training on those ones no um we really do what's kind of a dry run for base camp so we'll go on some hikes we'll practice the mountain pace teach you about pacing yourself on the mountain but it's yeah. all walking um and then we basically turn you into sort of an expert before you go on your trip so whether it's killy or base camp and you want to know about equipment packing weights of things flights you know basically you've got it's it's like a tuesday tune in but it's three days long <laughs> and, and, and very, very good to you um and then up from that we have um Steve, um, who's uh, uh, an affiliation with us at Aim Higher, yeah. um, and he's a qualified uh, mountain guide, 
and he does the technical training and mountaineering training and things like that so if you're looking to go to you know island peak or mera peak or something along those lines um then he's going to be able to teach you how to do that with crampons ice axes winter training navigation all of that good stuff and yeah. he does that in snowden or uh scotland um yeah steve's an awesome guy like ex-marine full quality fully qualified mountain guide he is up there with the best of them and we're lucky to have him providing you guys with our training um but um yeah hopefully that's answered that one oh, i just saw ken's uh, little question there which was which was hilarious how is the plenty of yetis rather than plenty of fish thing going um we, we thought it was called trekking tinder to be honest ken um you know instead of plenty of yetis but that's that's, that's, that's a good that's a good uh definitely a good idea <laughs> it's a good going um yeah. But yeah, with uh, sorry, I just had Jen trying to call me then, but um, I have to finish that. Tell her I'm on a live. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> has yeah. said, um, yeah, CBC is not about pole pole like Killy's. It is very much pole pole. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So um, it's pastari pastari in in Nepal. So basically, yeah. um, slowly slowly is what he's referring to there. Um, that is applicable to any time that you go to altitude. Yeah. Um, you know, it's part of um, you need to think of speed um, as a tool that you use to acclimatize. So yeah. we know lots of people like to go fast. They like to push themselves and stuff like that. Well, there are loads and loads and loads of mountains across the world that you can do that to. But whenever you go to high altitude, um, you need to have, you know, uh, uh, your thinking cap on and basically all the time be thinking about you don't want to get sick. You don't want to experience altitude sickness. You want to be strong and powerful when you're at high altitude. And in order yeah. to do that, you need to do a few things. Firstly, you need to gain your altitude gradually. Um, and that applies not just when you're feeling it, but when you're not feeling it. So if I take the first few days of, say, Kilimanjaro, for instance, up to Beatrice yeah. and Shira 1, you won't feel the altitude at all. Um, it'll just feel like a normal day's trekking. But that doesn't mean that it's not your body's not starting to register it. And yeah. if you push really hard on those early days, when you get up to like Lava Terror and on the summit, you are going to be way less powerful and way less strong than those people that, you know, took it easy. And that applies to every one of our trips. Um, the other things you need to do is hydrate and eat well. Um, but, and there's a few other things as well, but just that's why we go pastari, pastari, pole, pole. That's yeah. why we do that. Yeah, nice. Uh, Jerome was asking how to spell it. I think it's B-I-S-T-A-R-I, uh, I believe. Um, so you, it's pretty close, Jerome. Um, just replace the E's with the with I's and, and I think you're there. Yeah. Um, give it a little Google. I'm I'm sure that's uh, I've I've written it down heaps of times. I'm sure that's uh, that's how they how they uh, spell it. But um, yeah, good question. Um, a couple of people. I think it's Diane. Hey Diane, great to see you on the live as always. Uh, and um, Marie as well, asking about the January training weekend. Um, and again, we know that I think especially over Christmas there's going to be some announcement for Wales in terms of a lockdown. So we'll have we're going to have to wait and see for for that. If that comes in, then we'll have to move that training weekend because um you know there will be a proper lockdown um you know but we'll let you know as soon as we know guys uh you know with, with regards to that at the moment it's going ahead because we we want to we want to come on these um but and again it depends on where you're coming from as well doesn't it so uh, depending on what tier you're in also depends on if you can come as well um yeah. you know but i'm happy to chat about that uh individually um you know off the live and and, and how you feel about that um and, and what your plans are but yeah officially if it is a lockdown um unfortunately we won't be able to run the training weekends in the uk um you know but we'll update you as soon as we know which is there's rumors at the moment about it and you know you, you're never kind of sure what to believe um and I, it's kind of i know at christmas the whole uk is doing the same but i know probably after the christmas period they might do the thing separately again which is a bit annoying really yeah but, uh, something we have to, to manage um with that one Exactly. So, Brian's um, asked, um, yes, they drink Everest beer in Kathmandu. What's the drink of choice in Kilimanjaro? Believe it or not. So, Kilimanjaro beer when you're on Kilimanjaro, Everest beer when you're on the Everest Base Camp trip. It's quite nice, too, actually. It's not uh, bad. It's, uh, yeah, it, it, it's really good. I'd say, well, there's a couple of beers. There's also one called Serengeti, which is the national park uh, where everyone goes on safari in Tanzania. Um, and there's also a uh is an elephant beer isn't that i forgot what it's called now but those are those are the, the big ones serengeti and kilimanjaro and bry that'll sort your four four friends out they'll be fine yeah. <laughs> uh but very very good uh right from uh what we got 
March. I think Mark Mark Beecroft is asking about March um, again with the spring. Um, yeah. Looking at flights now, should I wait until closer to the time? Yeah, it's it's a challenge. I know a lot of people have already booked flights for, for say March. Um, some people who have also who were going in February actually, Mark. Um, and at this moment in time, as we we've, we've mentioned, everything's going ahead. So if you do book it, you know it is uh, it's completely up to you. Um, with regards to that, I mean, waiting closer to the time just means that there might be a little bit of an increase in price. Dave, have you got any suggestions around that? Whether we should uh, go for I it think now or Tusker? There we go. If you're going in March, I'd be kind of in, I'd be thinking about booking your flights now. Yeah. Um, the reason being is because we, I, I kind of base things on it. So, how I'm thinking about, you know, the March, April, May. The, yeah. the spring trips is this. At the moment, today, as it stands, the 15th of December, there's no information to say that those trips aren't going to go ahead. So yeah. I'm proceeding, we're proceeding like they are going to go ahead. Now, we know that even during lockdown, some flights do still leave. If there are flights, problems and stuff like that, you should still be able to get a refund or a transfer. So there's a couple of tips with regards to flights. So if you're going to book them, have your insurance in place already. That's sort of protection level number one. Um, protection level number two, if you have a credit card yeah. or, or any type of card protection, um, book it that way or PayPal because you can, you know, cancel transactions with those two ways. And, and you know, that means that your money is never sort of spent unless you're actually getting what you pay for. And yeah. the third uh, top tip that I have is book direct with the airline. Don't go through a agency or a price comparator. The reason is because although they are very good and the rest of the year, I would say, you know, 100 percent get the cheapest flight you can. If yeah. you go direct to the airline, the customer service you get and the understanding and the, and the resource that they have to be able to look after you is yeah. so much greater than if you go through a smaller agency. For instance, I know people that book directly with Qatar and they were given a refund immediately or they were given like a, um, a credit note for them to spend on another flight when they can travel. And then I know someone else booked through an agency and they've got to wait 200 days for a refund, um, which is crazy. So, yeah, those are my top mm. tips. But I would think about doing it now. To be honest, I think probably you could you could probably afford to wait till the new year. So get Christmas out, get sort of into the middle of January when you'll get a much sort of uh, more clear picture of what the UK is doing after the Christmas period. I'd say it's all but certain there's going to be a lockdown after Christmas. It all depends yeah. on when that ends and what the restrictions are for you to be able to fly during that time are going to be. Yeah. We don't know that because they don't tell us. Um, but as soon as we know, we'll let you know. But you'll probably know when we do because we get it from the same source, which is uh, Bojo on the news. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll find out that. Or, or, or occasionally Drakeford over here. Um, yeah, yeah. So it depends, so, depends where, you, where, you, where, you, where you hail from. But uh, yeah, good good point, Dave. Um, Gavin has asked. Oh, that's all right. I'll start with Gavin. Uh, we appreciate the fact you've been keeping us in the loop. No, it can't be easy. Cheers, Gavin. Um, looking at the kit and stuff, is it likely we'll now need to get our own jacket, sleeping bag, as opposed to borrowing yours for the trek? It's a good question. I mean, you know, we have we are looking at some ways, obviously, to reduce contact, things like that, in country. Um, you know, we, uh, there'll be an article soon where we're going to be releasing, which has a few bits and bobs about our trips and what we're doing. Um, and yeah, that's one of the things we did look at. Um, I mean, naturally, you know, they are all are cleaned. Uh, after use, um, you know, not, you know, throwing the washing machine kind of thing, but cleaned, uh, you know, Nepalese standard. Um, and, you know, we, we realize, yeah, if, if you're kind of sharing jackets and things like that, it might be an issue. Um, I think it's something that wasn't on our list really, Dave, was it, regarding the, you know, in terms of sharing yeah. sleeping bags and things, because there's going to be gaps where they are being cleaned in the interim, right? Yeah, so it's one of those things that um, I'm going to probably find out when I visit Nepal or beforehand, yeah. hopefully. Um, it's all, it, it weirdly, it's to do with stock, you know what I mean? So we have a lot of jackets and things over there, and yeah. we have X number of customers that want to use them. So we have to try and manage a way to make sure that they're completely sort of cleaned and ready for use for the next person. There's a couple of ways you can do it. So one of them is obviously, you know, like kind of sterilizing the jacket in a manner of speaking. So you can yeah. clean it with special sort of antiviral sprays, and wipes and things like that. Another thing would be to sort of hold it in quarantine for like three days before you give it to the next person. But it all depends on the stock and the, and the need. Um, the one thing is that we are thinking about it. It is in the forefront of our mind, that and many other different things. Yeah. Um, put it this way. If you want to rent um, a jacket or uh, like a sleeping bag, we can still do it for you. Um, yeah. You know, because we, you know, that we, we've, 
we've got the ability to get them. Capacity, yeah. Yeah. So we have got the capacity. So um, yeah, if you still want to borrow one um, for the trip and that's your plan, then rest assured it's going to be able to be done. Um, how we do it is kind of that's don't worry about that. That's on us. Um, you know, but we are taking it seriously. So it'll either be, you know, like something that's not been used for a few days, something that's been yeah. sterilized, something that's or both has happened. Um, I'll find out exactly what's feasible given the situation in Nepal over the next sort of coming months and um, have it all ready nice. for you guys. No worries. It kind of yeah. leads on to a nice new one as well. Uh, so um, uh, where is it? So da -da 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 -da. Uh, uh, it's gone. Okay, Joel Palmer had a question last week. Um, not for him, but for a general one. Oh, okay. Asking for a friend, is it, Joel? Nice, nice. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a cutoff. Um, when is the cutoff before travel to EBC to change dates? So I'm assuming you mean if you need to change date, yeah. what's the deadline for you to be able to do it? It's a good question. And there's a couple of different answers. So if your trip has to be changed because of COVID, um, then there is no deadline. So you can contact us and we can yeah. we can change it for you. Um, if the trip is going ahead and all things are a go and we're clear on both sides, but for some other personal related reason, you need to change your trip. Ideally, we want it, I'll be honest, we'd like at least a month's notice so we yeah. can manage the trips um, and then we can we can postpone the date. If it's not related to COVID, it's related, I'll give you an example. We had a customer of ours that was due to go two days before he's due to travel. He contacts me and something happened in his personal life that meant he couldn't go. Um, and the only thing we did there was I think there was a, a small ad administration fee just because we'd already booked his look flights and his um, his park fees and stuff like that. Um, but other than that, we transferred it over. The one thing we're always very keen on to let you know is that when it comes to COVID, which I'm assuming is what your question is about, we do honor sort of our COVID promise, which is ultimate flexibility around your booking. Yeah. So um, we know that there's a lot of big companies out there, not just in the travel industry, but uh, that, you know, are not treating their customers that way. And we see how it happens. We've experienced it and it's not what we want to do. So yeah. we want everybody to, when they book on a trip with Evertrack, they know they're going on a trip with Evertrack. That is done. That is, you know, write that in stone. It is done. It's just a matter of getting you out there on at the right time. And the right time for you to go is the right time for us to take you. So yeah, we'll, um, we'll be as flexible as we need to, to make sure that your trip can happen. Um, hopefully that's answered your question, you know, uh, and your mate can feel quite relaxed about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, very nice, Dave. Yeah, no, very, very well put there. Um, and just to reiterate that, yeah, but, you know, we, we, we hate to hide behind, um, you know, oh, you have to give us 30 days notice. Life gets in the way. We realize that just, you know, we, we always ask for fairness um, in terms of uh, from us to you and you to us as well. So just, just let us know and we can, we can always do something, um, you know, and that's, that's fine. Um, that goes with anything. I mean, especially if it was, um so a week before you went and you were like oh crap this happened and yeah um you know we'd, we'd sort of look at it and say okay what you know what's what's the best thing to do and you know when can you come with us we've had people who have turned up and they weren't allowed in the country for you know a mad reason uh, their passport was um i think they they'd forgotten oh, their passport was expired yeah, that was, they went by the, the day before yeah and so they couldn't come we were like look no worries we were going to get you there. What what can we do? And, you know, there might be some costs that have gone out and we'll work that out at the time and find out, okay, this, uh, we, we, we can work that out between us. Um, we, we, we've done that before. So it's, uh, it's not, not a problem, not a problem for us. That was a nightmare. That one, his passport hadn't expired, but it was, um, you know, yeah, you've got six months. six months left and he, I think he only had yeah. two. So we had enough to do the trip, but, um, yeah, that is crazy that they let him fly to China and then they turned him around. Yeah when they got there but yeah he went out a few months later i think after that you know like so he he that was early in the season and we managed to put him on a on a later trip but yeah that that was a that was a battle of laughs that one um so let's have a look uh mick hamilton are there climbing fees for island peak certainly are mate you can't climb it for free but you've paid them all already by booking on with us so yeah. um any fees park fees climbing fees anything like that um you know and the, and stuff is yeah. it's all accounted for so there are no like surprise costs or anything no one um there's yeah. not like um you know, like a train station sort of turnstile at the at the front, you know, where you've got to yeah. pay. Yeah, I think, so, Mick, um, I, it might be relevant. I think regarding the last question, was there any fees that we'd already paid? I think, yeah, Mick, if it was kind of last minute and, and in terms of the, the, the climbing permits that we purchased before you climb Island Peak, um, those can be transferred, mate. So, you know, we can we can bump that down, um, you know, to if 
I mean, I'm, I, I know hopefully this doesn't happen, Mick, because I know you've moved your trip uh, a couple of times, mate, um, and I know you want to get out there. But yeah, I, I think in terms of your thinking beyond that question, if you, uh, you know, if you had to bump it again and it was really last minute, um, there, there won't be any fees relating to the permits, um, as far as as far as I know. And obviously, we'll um, double confirm that. But I'm, I'm certain that you know, with, with the permits, you can you can move that. Yeah, um, awesome. that's yeah. not a problem. That little administration fee as well was um, that was yeah. pre-COVID. And it was like, yeah. a, uh, you know, a, a cancellation due to a personal problem two days before the trip was due to start, you know, which yeah. is different, you know, but yeah, um, yeah awesome. Um, Lovely. Look, any other questions coming through? Uh, um, any yeah. other airlines that we recommend? To be honest, Jerome, the ones that you've mentioned, sort of Etihad, Qatar, Turkish Airlines, I think any of the big national airlines are probably the, the safest and the best to go yeah. with um to be honest i we, myself and andy use qatar almost exclusively now yeah um partly because they fly from cardiff um partly it's a lot easier yeah well and also once we started using them because they flew from cardiff we realized actually yeah. they're really easy to deal with you know qatar uh, doha is a really nice airport it's all relatively straightforward so yeah good yeah, good, good I, to go with i think um i think scott uh, mcdean mentioned as well and, and i know this with with qatar airlines um, I know they're not the cheapest airline in the world, but they're really good from a customer service point of view. Um, and I think Scott's mentioned there, um, he, he booked uh, Qatar for EBC March and you can change your ticket anytime for 18 months, no charge, which is, is pretty awesome, really. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're, if you, if anyone's in that sort of mind now, okay, do I book flights? Do I hold off? You know, if you're thinking of maybe spend an extra hundred quid with Qatar just to have that peace of mind that you can move it. I mean, in my eyes, no brainer, you know. Just yeah. to have that, uh, if you can move your your tickets, no, you know, at short notice, um, which at the moment anything can happen at the drop of a trilby hat. You know what I mean? So it's, um, you know, certainly trilby or well, any hat, beanie, you know, uh, your North Face cap, mate. Any. <laughs> Sorry, it just came to my head. Random, random hat. hat. I've never heard that phrase before. I don't know. I've read it a couple of days ago, and it's just the first thing that came out. You know. Uh, <laughs> um. Awesome, mate. Awesome. So, yeah, very uh, good. Have a quick look. So I just saw a question. Jishu, sorry, Jishu just asked because he asked this earlier, and I think we we uh, dusted over a bit. Uh, what's your number one on your bucket list, um, Dave? What what's 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 number one on your on your bucket list? What's next for you, mate? Okay, so yeah, it depends whether it's are we going to do it in order of what I'm going to do. So my next num- next thing I'm going <laughs> to put on my bucket list, the next big one, yeah. I think would probably be uh, Aconcagua for me. Um, number one on the bucket list, not in time, is the is is Mount Everest. Um, yeah. You know, it's what initially drew me to the Himalayas was a fascination with the climbing stories of Everest, going right back to the the early uh, attempted, you know, Mallory and Irving and then Hillary and all those awesome stories and stuff like that. It was the daring do of those days that really sort of like drew me in, and you know, it had that pull of being the the highest place on earth, which. You know, no matter how many people go there, no matter how commercialized the mountain gets, nothing will ever take away the fact that when you stand on top of there, there's nothing but sky above you. You know, that's uh, yeah. always been a bit romantic for me, you know, stand, you know, standing on the highest bit on earth. And there'll be a moment, I'm sure, where because you know what it's like on a summit, you know, each person kind of goes up to get their picture. There'll be a moment when you just stood there alone, highest man on earth, you know, and that's yeah. always sort of drawn me there. Um, so yeah, it's never going it, to, it's always going to be number one on the bucket list until it's ticked off. Um, but the next on the bucket list is, is probably Aconcagua. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a big, isn't it? I know, I know we've, yeah, we've, we've both got it on the, on the list. Um, yeah, for me, I'm just trying to think now what's next on my bucket list. I think, um, yeah, Aconcagua and, and seeing Patagonia and, and, and bits of Argentina is certainly big on my list right now. Um, yeah. you know, as soon as we are allowed to travel and, you know, it's, take some leave i'll certainly be uh, off to south america um but you know what i i'm i've this year especially really missed nepal um you know just the energy and i know we were really lucky to, to get a couple of groups out before the lockdown hit i think bry's on here now and you know he, he's stuck in Kathmandu for 10 days um you know with everest beer you know, there's worse things to happen aren't there bry but uh you know <laughs> i was uh, slightly jealous but no with um i can't wait to go back to nepal to see some of our you know, all of our guides really, and just just see how they're getting on the families, and also just just seeing the um, back to the Kumbu region. It's one of my favourite places in the entire world, so I can't wait to get back there. Really, awesome. Um, and bucket list can change. You know, there's uh, but Everest is. You know, if you were going to measure 
um things on your bucket list and i think I, i'm with dave on that uh, yeah well certainly said. the, well the said. big one well said about nepal mate as well i'm um it's my it probably is my favorite place in the world you know yeah uh, very honored to be able to go there as often as i can and but it's it's stressing me out that we haven't been this year. I mean, every yeah. year as long as you know for a long time now um yeah. but the, actually you know, shona has actually asked a really good question i can't i get so much joy out of getting her name correct if um actually no that's an answer to a question um so she the always provides answers she's great yeah, so <laughs> asked the question um which was great places to visit in Kathmandu. um shona's one about back there is a really good idea um we take you there's a couple of different places you can go so i know me and andy really love um you'll go there anyway as part of the tour but um uh Budanath, um the big stupa of Budanath is one of yeah, our favorite after the trip as well so we go there on our own time and it's relaxed you that, merry christmas nice 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 you go there but um another place is is it, is it Pash, Pashna? Pashna, Pashna, yeah, uh, yeah. which is actually um it's it, it sounds quite dark but actually it's really fascinating which is um it's a hindu temple on the yeah. banks of a river that's connected to is a tributary of the Ganges, so it's a sacred river where they do the yeah. funeral rites and cremations on the site. So we we can't get into the temple, but we're allowed on the other side. Yeah. Um, so you witness that, and it is um, you know you'll witness the washing of the bodies and then the the cremation itself and stuff. Um, and actually, it's quite fascinating and nice to see how other people's deal with the end of life. Um, so that's a great yeah. place to go. Um, you know, we don't always go there, but depending on how much time we have. Um, yeah. That, that that's one thing that we like to do at the end um yeah there's certainly i mean there's always it's always good just to go for explore as well i mean Kathmandu is amazing if you if you've been to an asian asian city Kathmandu hasn't really got uh like a a, a business di- district really it's all really like old streets kind of the way i'd think of it imagine if you're indiana jones and you've got all these old buildings that are kind of leaning into the streets, and you're kind of um you know you're on, on a bit of an adventure and Honestly, Kathmandu is a great place just to walk and explore. And you know, yeah. obviously don't forget, don't forget the good old Google Maps or a map so you can find your way back. But um, you know, which you know, you can always stop and get a taxi, and it's really safe city. But the best thing is just on the get on your two feet, crack on, go and explore. You, you'll yeah. love it. I remember, I love the taxis out there. And do you remember when we were, you guys went to that Pashtu Pashnath, and I started feeling yeah. a bit rough, so I got in a taxi and went back to the hotel. That's right. And he asked, um, when I got there, it was something like 400 rupees, but I didn't have any change on me. So I gave him a thousand, like, which is a lot. <laughs> the next day when I leave, he's outside my hotel. Brother, where do you want to go? <laughs> you know? Yeah, he, he yeah. liked you. <laughs> yeah. I miss, I miss yeah. that. And um, it's, it's one of those crazy cities. I remember like last October, a friend of ours, Edwin, um, yeah. who went over there and he arrived there like two days before I got there. And Anuj was texting me going, Edwin's crazy. He's made friends of all the rickshaw drivers and stuff like that. <laughs> As a result, when I arrived at the hotel, there was like a line of rickshaw drivers just waiting for Edwin to come out, and, you know. Um, but Brilliant. it's all very friendly and, uh, yeah, it's an amazing time. Brilliant. I've just um, just got a couple of questions on the WhatsApp group as well. I think someone's asked around um, a couple of different times of year to go to, to EBC. Someone's asked about uh, November 1st um which is personally my favorite time to go trek into to Everest base camp um I've, I've done a trek twice in november to Everest base camp and it's uh fantastic i think it's it's quite dry um it's colder because you're, you're sort of sneaking towards winter um yeah, because of the time of year as well it's always really good if you're into your nighttime photography um you know with uh, uh the milky way is always visible generally at the times i've been out there um it's a little bit quieter and plus, also you get the festivals. The, the only downside to, to go in that time of year really is that there's nothing really at base camp. You go in in the spring, sometimes September, October, you might see the odd tent, especially obviously in the spring when it's summit season. You'll see all you'll see every base camp as it is, as you can imagine it, with all the tents and um, all the different things, the prayer flags. Whereas if you go in November, it's just a glacier. There's nothing there. Yeah. But essentially, that's what it is. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a place on the map. It's an amazing time to get there. But it's all the stuff in between that you do to get there that it will stay with you. Um, and in, in, you know, from, from the experience and uh, which which will add way more than just the time you have at base camp, which can only be, you know, a couple of hours. Um, and it's great to get there. It's an amazing achievement. But it's, um, 
was it you used to say, Dave? It's about the land. Go on, I'll let you say it. The people and the suffering. <laughs> Which I thought was a great way of putting it. Yeah, I love going to Everest Base Camp, but realistically, yeah. it's just an X on a map that gives you a convenient excuse to trek in the Himalaya for 11 days. You know, exactly. like um, you ask anyone that's gone to visited base camp on the chopper tour. It's not a special, <laughs> you know, it's, it's what you do to get there that actually makes the trip. And um, yeah. yeah, that's why I love it. It's, it. it's the journey, not the destination, you know, that makes that makes all the difference. All about the journey, I, Dave. I just noticed Marie Pritchard has said, uh, said the same thing. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it's about the it's about the, the journey, not the destination. <clears throat> and that's. We live by that, and don't we? That's uh, your favourite saying, and it's one we've actually got on the wall in a uh, the in wall the... in that room in there. Yeah, in shiny blue letters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is. Done. Um, but right, Dave. Right, okay. Well, I I feel like we're kind of the right time to finish now. I know we've uh, we've we've covered loads of questions today. Um, any we haven't, we'll I'll I'll go through like we normally do. Um, but yeah, I suppose this year, twenty twenty. You know, it is what it is. It's it's been nuts. It's been crazy, but. You know, we're looking ahead now. Uh, 2021 will be an amazing year, I'm sure. Um, I, I, I'm almost guessing it might be challenging for the first month or two, but I can't wait to get back to uh, the mountains, and we will. Uh, just a matter of time. I can't wait, Dave. Yep. Oh, it's, been, it's been emotional this year, mate, isn't it? Yeah, man. I mean, I can't believe like 40, 40 tune-in Tuesdays ago we started it. Yeah. But actually, you know, that, that that's probably been the biggest thing to come out of this year. Is that we've done? We started this as a way just to stay connected with the ever trackers, stay connected with the community. We didn't really even—I'll be honest with you—we didn't exactly sit there and plan a whole strategy around it. We just yeah. wanted to kind of, you know, be visible and talk to you guys and answer some questions. And we thought, oh, we'll yeah. try it once or twice, see how it goes. And like Andy <laughs> said, you know, it's, it, it's become this great thing. You know, we see the same names, we see new names. You know, sometimes they blow up and, you know, over 150,000 views. It's been insane. So we're definitely, definitely, definitely going to keep it going. It's now a permanent feature yeah. um, of the Evertrek landscape. So, you know, every Tuesday, 1230, you know where to find us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great stuff. Well, yeah, Merry Christmas. Um, have an amazing time off, whatever you're doing. Um, absolute pleasure this year. And we'll see you in 2021 for some awesome adventures. Um, our office is closing uh, end of play on the 17th. So on Thursday um yeah you know I, 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 as always i'm kind of regularly available anyway but um the team will be off uh, over christmas period so any questions you do need answering get them in before thursday so we can help before we break up for christmas and we're back in again on the fourth um and then we'll be doing a tuesday tune in that week but in the interim yeah um it's been fantastic and uh yeah namaste awesome <laughs> cheers mate all right cheers guys merry christmas bye bye bye, bye. Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, that was something a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune-in, but I hope yeah. you enjoyed it. I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, Ant. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks. Now, if, uh, if you've enjoyed it, don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, all these uh, podcasts we put together, the episodes, trying to reach as many people as possible. And if it's helped you, leave us a lovely review. Um, and yeah, we'll see you again next week. Yeah, all the best, guys. Bye. <laughs> I'm going to go